If you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to maniacontheloose.com slash support. That's maniacontheloose.com slash support. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. hell of a way to die. I'm a successful writer, and I always like to finish my books in the seclusion of a Wyoming cabin. I celebrate my latest accomplishments by shutting myself off from the rest of the busy world. It allows me to enjoy some me-time amongst the peaceful mountains. The cabin I rented was located atop a forested region not far from a sheep farming area. If you weren't a sheep farmer, you had no business being out that way. Unless, of course, you wanted to get away from everything. Like I did. No phone, no TV, no internet. Nothing but quiet. The cabin I rented was so far out in the middle of nowhere that it could only be reached by helicopter. Aside from the pilot and myself, there was only one other passenger on the helicopter. A man in his early 30s of average build. He had thick wavy black hair and was sporting a stubble beard. He was staying in another private cabin approximately 20 miles from mine. I wasn't sure if it was his first helicopter ride or what, but he was visibly nervous and sweating. We were only in the air for 10 minutes when the pilot had to make an unscheduled stop due to wind shears in the area. He let us know that they were supposed to let up in approximately one hour, and then it would be safe for the helicopter to go up and get us to our locations. Our delay totally frazzled the other passenger. An hour? An an, an hour? That'll be after nightfall. I have to get to my cabin before nightfall. The pilot did his best to explain and calm the man down. Sorry, fella, but if we get hit by one of those wind shears, we won't make it to the cabin at all. Try to relax. This will pass soon, and then I'll get you out there as quick as I can. This was not comforting news to the man, who began to pace back and forth at a frantic pace. He kept wiping the sweat from his face and was constantly running his hands through his hair in a nervous fashion. Occasionally, I could hear him snap out in frustration as he stared up at the darkening sky. Come on, come on! It was a little less than an hour later when the pilot gave us the all-clear. The other passenger sprinted to the helicopter, hopped in, and then waved me and the pilot along anxiously. Hurry up! It's gonna get dark soon! Hurry! We hurried to the helicopter for the anxiety-ridden man's sake, and the pilot quickly got us up in the air and on our way. We were getting close. 
I could see the porch light of my cabin in the far distance as night darkened the sky. This sent the other passenger over the edge. Oh shit, oh shit, it's night, it's night! The pilot spoke up. Relax, fella, we're just a few minutes away. Everything's gonna be just fine. It was then that the clouds darkening the skies gave way to a burst of light from the brilliant full moon above. The other passenger winced as the moonlight cast its beam upon him. No, no, it's too late, it's too late. The man started convulsing as if he were having some kind of seizure. I watched on in terror as the man held his hand up and claws dripped through the flesh of his fingertips. He let out an agony-filled bellow as his face began to bubble and distort before elongating into a fang-filled snout. Thick hair wriggled its way out of every pore in his body, and I found myself staring at a werewolf. The monster gazed my way with fierce yellow eyes, and I braced myself as I could see that it was about to launch itself at me. The pilot then peered back over his shoulder. Upon witnessing the beast for himself, he shouted, Holy shit! The shout of the pilot distracted the beast from me, and it sprang forward, mounting its attack on the pilot. As the pilot let loose with death cries, the helicopter jolted sideways, knocking me into the side door, which burst open. A suction of air almost pulled me out of the helicopter, which would have sent me plummeting to my death, but I was able to latch onto the back of my seat and kept myself inside. Then I realized that perhaps the best thing would be just to let go. If I didn't fall out of the helicopter, it was going to crash and burn, or the werewolf would ravage me. I was trying to decide which form of death would be the quickest when I spotted the parachute on the helicopter's wall. I lurched forward and grabbed it. I had one of my arms through the straps when the werewolf stepped away from the pilot's dead, mangled body and surged forward, slamming into me and knocking me backwards out of the helicopter. As I fell backwards through the night sky, I looked upward and watched as the werewolf, without hesitation, jumped out of the helicopter after me. And it must have been the way its body was positioned compared to mine, because it caught up to me in no time and began wrestling with me in the air, gnashing its bloodstained jaws and swiping with its deadly claws. Somehow I was able to deliver a swift kick to the werewolf's chest. I doubt the beast even felt the blow, but it did succeed in breaking the monster's grip on me, and it fell backward toward the earth. I watched as it bounced off the ground with a sickening thud. I frantically pulled at the parachute's cord, hoping I could somehow save my life. The ground was zooming toward me just as the parachute broke free from the bag and swelled with air. It slowed me enough to keep the fall from killing me, but I still hit the ground with brute force and I was sure I broke my ankle. I laid on the ground for a moment and caught my breath. My heart was beating out of my chest. It was very possible that I might have died from a heart attack, but after several minutes of focused breathing, my heart pace simmered down and I thought I was going to be fine. Then I heard the roar of the werewolf. It was just ten feet away. Its legs were broken in multiple places and were twisted around backwards. I could see bones protruding through its fur-covered skin. It was in bad shape and was coughing up buckets of blood as it roared, but it still held rage in its eyes and those eyes were focused on me.
I crawled forward at a surprisingly quick rate. I got to my feet and attempted to run but fell right back down. My left ankle was shattered. I could put no weight on it. I stood up again, more carefully this time, and started hopping away from the werewolf. But that monster, even in its near-death state, was somehow gaining ground on me. If it managed to get its ferocious claws on me, it would rip me to shreds. I continued hopping forward, occasionally looking back over my shoulder at my moonlight surroundings. The werewolf was close, and getting closer. A surge of adrenaline sent me forward like a shot out of a gun until I reached the forest's edge and fell forward into a clearing. It was going to be difficult for me to get up again before the werewolf caught up to me. I watched as it dragged itself to the clearing and reached out for me. Suddenly, the werewolf let out a loud, wheezing gasp and went into a short spasm before slumping still from death. I barely had time to catch my breath before I was startled by the baa of a sheep. I looked around and found myself surrounded by sheep. I was on a sheep farm. If I could find my way to the sheep farmer's house, I might just survive this night yet. As I hopped through the pasture, I lost my balance and crashed against a giant metallic self-feeder filled with grain for the sheep to eat at their leisure. I fell hard onto my back and watched as the giant steel structure fell toward me. It landed inches from my head and cracked open, spilling its contents all over me. I found myself immersed in several feet of grain and I was suffocating. My useless leg was making it difficult for me to push myself up through the grain to get air. But finally, my face broke the surface of the grain and I swallowed a huge breath of crisp night air. That's when I heard the stomping hooves of the sheep herd rocketing toward that spilled grain. They were on me before I could even attempt to stand. I tried with all my might to raise myself up, but every time I got any kind of momentum, hordes of sheep would push me back down. So there you have it. I survived falling from a helicopter, and I survived the attack of a werewolf only to be trampled to death by a mob of sheep. <laughs> it was a hell of a way to die. If you like scary stories and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a whole slew of them, and most of them are just 99 cents. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. Again, this is a great way to support the show. That's maniacontheloose.com slash books. It's in my apartment. It's in my apartment. I just don't know what it is. Ever since I moved here, I never feel like I'm by myself even though I live alone. I always feel like there's someone standing behind me. Sometimes I swear I can hear them breathing, but when I turn around, there's nobody there. 
I'm a bookworm. Most nights I like to curl up in my rocking chair and lose myself in a book for hours. I always set the book on the end of the table and then go to bed. Most mornings when I wake up and walk into the living room, the book is on the floor. I remember one day at work I realized I forgot my cell phone at home. I was certain I left it sitting on the coffee table. Just in case I was mistaken and my phone was somewhere in the office, I called my cell phone to see if I could hear it ringing. My suspicions were verified when the phone started ringing and I didn't hear the ringtone in the office. I was about to hang up the phone when I heard someone answer. I could hear hampered breath on the other end of the line. Then the phone went dead. I called back several times but it went straight to voicemail. That evening when I arrived home, I found my cell phone sitting on the coffee table just where I knew I left it. I checked my apartment thoroughly, but nobody was there. One night I fell fast asleep in my bed, but was awakened by the sound of footsteps in the hallway, followed by a familiar squeaking sound of my rocking chair swaying back and forth. I got up and hurried to the living room and found it empty. But the rocking chair was at the tail end of rocking before it went still, as if someone had been sitting in it and then got up. Sometimes when I'm in the living room or the kitchen, I hear wheezing breaths coming from the bathroom. When I get up and open the bathroom door, there's nobody there. But the bathroom is freezing cold, sometimes to the point where I can see my own breath. Once in a while when I lay down in bed and close my eyes for the night, just before I drift off to sleep, I feel the movement of someone shifting in the bed next to me. When I turn over, I see nobody. On those nights, I get up and sleep on the couch. I bought a security camera and put it in my living room so that it would record and confirm the odd occurrences happening in my apartment. But whenever I check the video, all I see is a large black smudge. I cleaned the camera lens thoroughly, but it did not help. I even complained to the company I bought it from and they sent me a replacement camera, but the same exact thing continues to happen. It's as if whatever is in the apartment with me doesn't want me to see it. One night while I was on lunch break at my office, I sat in the break room eating a container of yogurt and started looking through recent pictures on my phone that I had taken. I was dumbfounded when the gallery displayed a thumbnail picture that had been taken the previous night. The problem was that I had not taken any new pictures in over a week. I clicked on the thumbnail to see what the image showed. I was shocked to see that it was a picture of me lying asleep in my bed. I alerted building security. This wasn't the first time I did so. They didn't believe anything I told them, but they humored me and did a thorough search of my apartment and found no sign of anyone else having been there. One night I woke up from my sleep to see the sunken, pale face of a young woman staring at me through the bedroom window before ducking down out of sight. I hurried to the window, opened it, and looked outside. Of course no one was there. I live on the 10th floor, you see. Even so, I can make out the fog of breath dissipating from the window's glass. 
I told the building superintendent about all the strange happenings. I asked him if any of the previous occupants of my apartment had ever experienced anything unusual while living there. He told me nobody had mentioned having any strange encounters in that apartment. I asked him if he could possibly give me the phone number of the last person who lived in the apartment because I wanted to speak to them personally. He paused for a long time before explaining to me that the last person who lived in my apartment was a young, lonely woman. She spent most of her days in the living room rocking back and forth in a rocking chair. She had been suffering from lung cancer for quite some time. She ultimately decided that she couldn't take the suffering any longer and threw herself out of the bedroom window and fell to her death. The superintendent was nice enough to let me out of the remainder of my lease. I moved immediately. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com, sign up for our newsletter, and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. I have some exciting news. You can now get Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast merchandise. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and much more. Choose from two different Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast logos or get merchandise with one of my book covers on it. Visit maniacontheloose.com slash store that's maniacontheloose.com slash store